3: This is the best of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon on Fox Sports Radio.
0: Dak Prescott is getting an MRI, but don't panic. Don't panic. Don't panic. He's getting an MRI. Don't panic. No, 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 no. You're panicking. Don't panic. Don't panic. Don't panic. He's getting an MRI. Don't panic. Don't panic. Fox Sports Radio. Welcome inside the Jason Smith Show. With my best friend, Mike Harmon. I know, I know, but don't panic. There's no reason to panic. <laughs> no, no reason no. to panic.
4: Nothing to see here. No, 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 no. And Hey, remember ago. when I joked last week that we should be really paying attention to every snap taken by Ben DiNucci? Yeah. Y'all laughed at me, didn't you? Ya? Y'all laughed at me. Ben How ben you DiNucci. feeling now?
0: You got Ben DiNucci in the show already. One hour ago. He's their only
4: hope. He's like... Ben Ben Kenobi. Ah, whatever he means, old Ben Kenobi. Obi Wan. Oh, maybe Ben. You don't think? Oh, they're that late? guy. Really? The thing oh, with the guy, guy in the place. Oh, his
0: name is Kenobi too. That's a pretty interesting last name. I wonder if he's Obi Wan
4: Kenobi. Funny how that works.
0: One hour ago, this tweet from the Dallas Cowboys, which really is such an odd tweet. It's so odd. It's not a setback, and it's not a reason to worry. But QB Dak Prescott is planning on getting another. MRI. Whoop, whoop, whoop. Don't panic. Don't panic.
4: Don't panic. Don't panic. Whoop! Whoop. No, everything's fine. Everything's fine here. Why would you tweet that out? I I don't I because the Was that supposed want- to be an internal memo and they accidentally hit the wrong tab and it was the <laughs> tweet function? <laughs> Good God. They obviously want
0: to get ahead of the story that's going to get out that Dak Prescott needs an MRI on his injured shoulder, but they also want people to know everything is fine. He's good. He's still on track to start September 9th. If you're getting an MRI, are you really still on track to start? I mean, or are you hopefully on track to start? Or are you hoping if the results are good, then maybe you'll be on track to start opening week. Don't panic, but it's an MRI. That's like saying, hey, don't panic. Jacob deGrom's getting another MRI, but don't panic. Now, the guy does get one every seven days, so technically another MRI. But you, MRI, yeah, of course you panic. Why are you getting an MRI? Why are you getting a magnetic resonance image if unless there's something going on that you don't know? Because that's why you get it. Something is wrong. We don't know what it is, so let's go in and take a look at it. Right? That's really why you get an MRI. All right? We don't know what's wrong. We can't diagnose it. MRI is here. Right, We get that all the time. Right, We, we don't know. How bad is this knee injury? MRI is coming on Monday. Right, we'll, we'll know it then. Okay, great. That tells you. That's why you get an MRI. Something's going on. We don't know why, so now we're looking at it. Jay Glazer told us last week on the show that Dak's injury is more of a baseball injury. Right? something you don't really see with quarterbacks that much because it's more of a baseball injury the way the, sh- the, the injury to the shoulder. And if it's a baseball injury and you have trouble throwing, guess what? That's shut down, that's rest. Look, I'm not playing all doom and gloom and all worst-case scenario, but uh, we got to treat a story about Dak Prescott getting an MRI with the right tone, and the right tone is, oh, my goodness, it's an MRI for Dak Prescott, Mike Harmon. It's
4: an MRI. No, it certainly is uh, concerning. Even when Jay gave the uh, report last week on the NFL on Fox in the pregame and then came on and explained it a little more with us, uh, my arm was still raised as far as my bad shoulder allowed to be like, I have questions as to how quickly this resolves itself because it, you know, un, if it's not like other injuries, that means we don't know can't put the normal timetables on it. We can't put the normal. All right, this is what we've seen from quarterback X, Y, Z. You know, trying to compare it to the fifth man in a you know Texas Rangers rotation isn't it in the comp that we usually look for when we're trying to figure out how quickly a guy can get back on the field. So yeah, this one was concerning. As concerning as the play of the backup quarterbacks in that Hall of Fame game loss to the Pittsburgh Steelers, because you got a little bit of a look-see, even though a lot of the starters, yes, they only played a couple of snaps, uh, but you got a little bit of a look-see as to how horrid things could go in a hurry. I joked with our guy Fabiano earlier, you know, big Cowboys fan. It was his birthday. I go, hey, you got Ben DiNucci for your birthday. I'm glad I stacked <laughs> up on those rookie cards last year, and he just thought I was insane. But the the reality is now we're in the truly what does this all mean? I've seen so many former – football players, guys that we know, Will Blackman a- among them going, yeah, you're going to volunteer to just go into that machine to do this half hour when there's nothing wrong. Uh-huh. You know, and and you can read the sarcasm from one player after another going, uh, you know, kind of dismissing it in, in their verbiage. But, again, the sarcasm font has not yet been invented mm. uh, in response to this Dallas Cowboys tweet. I, I, I get you want to get in front of it. That's when you put your, your head of your uh, press in, in front of a microphone to speak it out because putting it out in a tweet, nothing to see it's so here. Odd.
0: It's Our guy so is odd. fine. <laughs> it's like saying, hey, listen, stay calm, but I have really terrible news. Right? <laughs> how, does, how does that work? Listen, it's not a reason to panic. I mean, just the way they, they throw it out there. It's not a reason to panic. Everything is fine, but Dak Prescott's getting an MRI. It's uh it's what's her name it's the uh, uh the flight stewardess Elaine from Airplane. Uh no one knows how to fly the plane. Oh, that's okay. Yeah, yeah. And uh, we could crash into a large mountain. No, that's okay. That's okay. And we're out of coffee. Ah, everybody starts exactly. going crazy. What, whatever it. it
4: is is going to tip the scales. This this one just you know folks are nervous in general, but hey, you still got a month, right? Cuz we talked about it last night. You got a full month before the first games of the the NFL season, and that's the Dallas and and Tampa Bay game. And you're like, all right, you got a full month for him to be right. And now all of a sudden mm. it's like, you only got a month for him to be right. See how that change in vocal inflection means the world. And then coming off of hard knocks, I mean, this is the last thing you needed. We talked about Dak's zipper ankle yesterday. Yeah. Mike McCarthy yep. hand, hanging out by the blocking sleds. Zeke couldn't wrap presents, and now you might have already put a bow on their season. <laughs> <laughs> you got to do that like Berman. And Zeke
0: can't wrap presents, but put a bow on the Cowboys season with Dax MRI, TJ. There you go. I'm, I'm so rubbing off on you, man, really. You and I are going to well, be indistinguishable from one another in another few Well, years.
4: you know what? With some of the hate mail I get, we already are.
0: <laughs> it's not a setback, and it's not a reason to worry. <laughs> I don't want anybody to
4: worry. <laughs> This is this is the class the the worst example of Vegas misdirection you could possibly ever come up with, <laughs> Right? Yeah, you know, now you see me, now you see me too, and all, all the sleight of hands, little pen and talent. You know, pick your favorite guy, a little David Copperfield, whoever, and, and you're just like. This doesn't work. We're still staring straight at you going, what the hell are you doing? No no, no matter what you're pointing to over here, you've not got averted the gaze of anybody in the theater of NFL football watching or punditry. (laughs) We're all sitting there, you know, with our our hands underneath our chin, batting our eyes going, tell me a story, because really, that's where this is at it. Son, listen, I need you to wake up. Dad, what's going on? It's like 3 in the morning. Yeah,
0: listen, I got to tell you something. What, what is it? Okay, it's not a setback, and it's not a reason to worry. But there's a guy in the house with a hockey mask and some big knives. Okay? I just want you, just want you to know. But it's not a reason to worry. Everything is going to be fine. I, I, don't worry. I don't want you to worry. And this is not a setback. But, but it's, it's not. It's, it's absolutely fine. Don't worry about it. It's going to be all good. Oh, look, can you hear the chainsaw? If you can hear the chainsaw, you know where he is, and you can run away, right? So you're fine, right? Use your ears. Listen, okay? You can hear that, right? Yeah, take your earbuds out. uh, Take your AirPods out, and, well, you know, you're fine, right? You can hear. If you can hear it, and it's not getting closer, you're fine, right? all good. Just think about how he's got to swing that thing in our hallway. It's not
4: very bad. I mean, can he really swing that chainsaw? And get, I mean, really, it's going to be very Well, what difficult. were the results of his last MRI? Does he have the <laughs> shoulder strike to swing the chainsaw? <laughs> See, I, I, I can pull it all together right there. Update on Voorhees. He is highly questionable
0: for the big uh, weekend back-to-school celebration at Camp Crystal Lake. Uh, We interviewed him before today. Uh, Said he's got not – doesn't have full range of motion on the shoulder, may have to call it quits or may have to just postpone, and uh, we get the backup uh, Camp Crystal Lake serial killer. Maybe his mom comes in. Yeah, he's uh, got a scapula
4: issue that is not allowing for proper rotation. He's got a scapula.
0: It just see Jason Voorhees going in the MRI machine with the hockey (laughs) mask on. And he's showing him at the end. See, Jason, here's your shoulder. He's nodding his head. All right, this is where we need that movement, yeah. okay? So here's what doesn't look good, right? So we need some rest. And then he holds up his knife. No, that knife is too It's big. like a comedy
4: because now you also have a running clock as to how long he's got to stay in the MRI machine. You got a half hour to get away, yet you're curious to see how it unfolds. So you're with rapt attention at the window as he gets his MRI.
0: Voorhees holds up the chainsaw. The doctor says, no, no, that's too big. Then he holds up the big machete. No, 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 that's too big. He holds up like a, a Swiss Army knife, and the guy says, okay. Voorhees puts in his pocket. All right, I guess that's what I got to go with. Okay. Uh, so listen, again, it's not a setback, and it's not a reason to worry. But Dak Prescott
4: is getting an MRI. And you're not lying if you believe it's true. <laughs>
0: Hmm. <laughs> Meanwhile, another huge story now because whenever there's history that could happen at any time, we got to talk about it, especially when it's history we may not see again in one of the major sports. Tonight, Miguel Cabrera has hit home run number 499 of his career off of Matt Harvey. The Tigers lead the Orioles 5-0 in the bottom of the sixth inning. Uh, Cabrera is 3-for-3. Three three. He's actually having a pretty decent season, uh, you know, considering the last few years it's been absolutely nothing coming sure. off the Hall of Fame career path that he was on. But home run number 499 for Miguel Cabrera. Now, he's likely going to get to 3,000 hits sometime early next year, but we'll get to that Uh He is at 499 home runs, the magic number of 500. Miguel Cabrera may be the last guy to get to 500 for at least the next 20 years. It is going to be incredibly difficult to see anybody else get to that number. When we have seen people get to that number pretty regularly since the mid-1990s, right? We saw Barry Bonds get there, A-Rod got there, Albert Pujols, Ken Griffey Jr., Jim Tomey, Sammy Sosa, Mark McGuire, Rafael Palmeiro, Manny Ramirez, David Ortiz, Frank Thomas got there, Gary Sheffield, Eddie Murray. We have seen plenty of players get to 500. This is all in the last 20-some-odd years. Um, After Miguel Cabrera, it's going to be at least 20 years before we see somebody else because the next closest – is Nelson Cruz, right? He's 40 years old. He's got 440. He's not hitting another 60 home runs in his MLB career. Yeah, right? probably He's not. He's almost being done. Right? After that, you go down the list. Robinson Cano still needs 160 more. Giancarlo Stanton is at 329, but the guy's already 31 years old. He's not going to hit another 170 well, home runs. Well, just can he stay
4: healthy? No, right. I, I could see him hitting 170 if he can duct tape himself together for another eight years.
0: No, but I don't know if he plays another 500 games. Is he
4: 500 games? thats the big if about him. Yes, absolutely.
0: <laughs> uh, you got to get all the way down to a very iffy Mike Trout who at 29 years old has 310 home runs, but clearly he's not going to be someone who has stayed healthy. He's already halfway through his career. He needs another 190. So, And Mike Trout is not suddenly going to get healthier as time goes on. So you're talking about the next person to get to 500 home runs is going to be someone that hasn't started their MLB career yet which is why I mean we are 20 years away from at least seeing someone with 500 home runs after we see Miguel Cabrera do it. You know, we used to see five, all the time 500 home runs here. every every year. We basically have had one for the past 20 some odd years. But now you're going to see this and this may be the this could be the last one we ever see. Because are guys going to play long enough? Are guys going to hit these home I mean, we're in the age of the home run, but guys don't hit as many. Guys just don't hit that many to get to 500 anymore. This may be the last we see for 30, 40, 50 years with 500 home runs. It may be the end. Wait till we get to 3,000 hits. That may never happen again. But you talk about 500 home runs, We I mean, it may something we don't see again. And it's at least 20 years in the future before we see it, after Miguel Cabrera hits it. So enjoy Miguel Cabrera's 500th home run whenever
4: it comes, because that's going to be the last time you see it. Hits and wins and all of these stat categories, 3,000 strikeouts, all becoming uh, really numbers of a bygone era, which is funny when we're in an age where the numbers are usually just crazy over the top, right? Kind of mm-hmm. the, the great dichotomy uh, of how this all works together. What about your guy Bryce Harper sitting at 252? 252? 28 years old. He's, he's,
0: he's halfway. He he just got halfway. I just wanted
4: to make sure I referenced Bryce Harper because I, I just know that makes got you halfway clench up.
0: Right, he just he ju- he just got to the halfway point. All right, and we've seen the best of his career. Yeah, you know, he just got there. And 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 when you want to project, okay, what's the rest of, of Bryce Harper's career? Okay, he he got 250 home runs for the first nine years of his career. Is he going to hit another 250 in the next nine when he's 35, 36, 37? How about the king
4: old? of hustle? No, Pete Manny Machado.
0: Pete Rose, Pete Rose could get there. Oh no. No, he's got he's got less than Bryce Harper does.
4: Again, I just I just went for the punchline. It's not uh.
0: happening. It's not happening. I mean, Jose Abreu's got 220, he's 34 years old.
4: Yeah. That's not happening. Just watch. No, I'm just going down the list time. and it's like, wow, yeah. it really would take a Massive run of five or six monster years in the uh, the vein of the late 90s to really make this uh, mm. interesting. Otherwise, you got guys all at 31 to 33 years old are pretty much where you're at, needing more than 200 to get there. So, mm. yeah, it's 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 an end, and and you got him started again. So you know, just I like did. you know, the Tigers winning, you got mm-hmm. Miguel Cabrera's bat feeling a little bit lighter. How good am I? I mean, I've done everything for the
0: Detroit Tigers this year. I couldn't even get one free White Castle cheeseburger, double cheeseburger. Is
4: what I get. Not I'll one. Tell you what, I, I will Venmo pay him money to get you some out of Man. the uh, frozen section at your I'll local. Tell you.
0: Local finding the perfect there. hire can feel like searching for a needle in a bottomless haystack of resumes. Indeed makes hiring fast and simple with 135 skills tests to help candidates prove they have the experience your job requires. Their powerful hiring platform even helps you schedule and conduct video interviews right on their site, which is probably why Indeed delivers four times more hires than all other job sites combined, according to Talent Nest. To learn more about finding your next great hire, visit Indeed.com credit. That's Indeed.com slash credit well coming up next speaking of the nfl and quarterbacks one guy is absolutely ridiculous today with how long he wants to play and the other you have to back off the guy i'm i'm all for criticizing guys i'm worried when guys aren't playing well but one guy you really gotta back off because you sound stupid stop playing tebow it's not tebow i love it it's not tebow who is it that's next fox
1: Call 1-800-GAMBLER.
0: Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon. Yes, sir. The Dallas Cowboys wanted us to. It's not a setback. And it's not a reason to worry, which are always setbacks and reasons to worry. But quarterback Dak Prescott is planning on getting another MRI. This is the quote. From Cowboys, But don't panic, everything is fine. Look, Prescott coming back from injury, uh, he's, his shoulder. Jay Glazer talked to us about it a week ago and said, listen, it's very different from a lot of injuries the quarterbacks have. It's more like a baseball injury, so it's kind of weird. Uh, but here the Cowboys are telling everybody, hey, guess what? Dak Prescott's getting an MRI. So is everything okay? Can we really say things are absolutely fine? Joining us now on the hotline long-time Cowboys insider, co-host of the Doomsday Podcast, columnist at Press Box DFW. You can follow him on Twitter, at Matt Mosley. That is at Matt Mosley. Uh, Matt, don't panic, but you're on the air live right now. Just want to let you know.
3: Hey, thank you. <laughs> thank you for the warning.
0: <laughs> so w- what do you make of this uh, coming out of the Cowboys today with Prescott?
3: Well, I'll tell you, they don't normally... Just put out a, a tweet like that. I mean, that's not really their mo. Um, and uh, you know, Dak has. I the the talk has been more about like when he's going to play or if he's going to play in the preseason. You saw probably uh, hard knocks and and saw how that things came across there. And um, I, I still think I do. Th- I I kind of agree with. Uh, I know you're being sarcastic a little bit earlier, Jason, which is um, which is not surprising. But I, <laughs> I, I mean, I, I do feel like something is amiss on this. And like, if if he's throwing and he's feeling fine as he says, but you're going to do another MRI to kind of see what's going on, and 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 twice now in the last week and a half or so. We've been told this is really not a, a setback, even though the head coach called it, "Hey, we're going to take a step back here." So I, I again, we're still a month away from the start of the season, but I, I know, I don't think it's, um, I don't think it's a great sign. I, I don't. Uh, none of this really seems, and, and I, I, I don't really understand. it Seems like the media's. A lot of the, at least the local media, seems to be buying this, and uh, I would be, um, I, I'm sort of uh, on, on high alert on this one.
4: Yeah, as as we got ready for the show, Matt, I and mean, we're exchanging notes, and our executive producer sends us over, and immediately the eyebrows just raise, of why, why the preemptive strike? And, you know, the attempt to downplay, it's like a Vegas misdirection play. And all you've done, I think, is probably at least some degree for you, for us, you know, you've, you've raised the panic flag. Back on Thursday, watching the Hall of Fame game, you know, I, I was on air talking about how these Ben DiNucci snaps actually had meaning. And folks were <laughs> coming at me hard. I'm like, no, this matters because we don't know what Dak is, and this only reinforces it.
3: Yeah, I, I mean if we see Denucci again during the regular season something has gone horribly wrong. I assure you, I those those Denucci sidearms off the back foot do not need to happen. Although Denucci yeah. got some uh he, he did seem to get some good airtime on hard knocks. I thought he thought he I thought he came across well there, yeah. but I I I think uh I think it is strange the way they've presented this and the way they've handled it now, I think it's fine to be careful. Um, I, I think the way this thing's being portrayed is that, you know, Dak's kind of fighting and he wants to be out there and he wants more time. And they're kind of – the the way they phrase it is that they kind of need to protect him from himself a little bit. So I I I think this all is happening on top of the fact that he's really not – I mean, we won't see him truly test that ankle until that first game of the season. And, and maybe he'll play a, a, a series or two against the Texans in, in game three of the preseason. But, guys, I I, I sort of think that uh, I, I usually am thinking, well, preseason, he's fine. Even if he doesn't play in the preseason. I, the, the longer this thing goes with MRIs, I mean, I I think he sort of needs to get out there and and be a part of it. And um, I I don't know if that's going to be the case or not. And I I think the Jones, Stephen and Jerry, have gotten way more comfortable over the years not playing people in the preseason to the point where the players are kind of fighting them on this a little bit. And, like, Randy Gregory feels like he needs time. You saw on the Hard Knocks the other night – Micah Parsons was fighting for more snaps. Mm-hmm. So they, some of these guys really think they need to be out there more in the Cowboys. But I I'm, I don't uh, – right now it does not – everybody kind of assumes that Dak's going to be ready and play in that third game. I think it's 50-50 at best that he does.
0: Is, is there a date or a certain time later on this month you have in mind, that, okay, if we don't see Dak by this date – whether it's you know being able to practice every day or in a game it goes from hey this is a big concern to oh my goodness we're we're at a 10 like are you looking at a certain time we going if we don't see him by now this is even a bigger deal than I expected it to be
3: well you know i've seen him with Zeke you know sign him and then get him ready within a few days for the first game obviously this is a different thing because um Dak's coming back from an injury I would say if if he has like a week and a half or 2 weeks of practice then then he's probably okay even if he doesn't play in the preseason if if they're still like holding off and and they're barely able to throw him in practice a week before the game then then I think there would be some uh some panic set in I mean I didn't think it, a, a a whole lot of it until I started hearing we had um, we had Michael Irvin on the Doomsday podcast that I do with Ed Werder and just just last week, and Michael seemed pretty worried about it, and I thought, well, that's interesting. And then uh, Troy Aikman was interviewed, and or maybe it was actually even during uh, the Fox game the other night, and, and Troy expressed sort of uh, worry about it. So I I get it. I mean, if I mean Troy's not wired like that to to constantly worry or or uh let, let something like that get to him. So I think um I think certainly it's uh it's time to be concerned. I don't think threat level is like at a ten. I mean it's uh we're we're at about a five or a six right now.
4: Thought you were gonna drop a threat level midnight and start Dropping some Michael Scott lines <laughs> on me. Uh, Dallas twenty nine point six points per game allowed a year ago. You mentioned Micah Parsons and, and Randy Gregory, two guys they're going to need huge th- things from. Uh, did the defense change uh, enough outside of the coordinator to make a leap this year?
3: Well, I, you said it. I, I think the I think Dan Quinn and um, and and he's going to. Become maybe one of the stars of this uh, of this hard knock session. Um, I, I I think I think they're really really putting a lot on him. I I still think there are questions in the secondary. They certainly have plenty of linebackers. Um, I, you know I I don't know. I I think uh, Neville Gallimore's kind of come on. I think they're going to have a pretty decent line rotation. But I I think this is going to be a defense that needs to scheme it up and needs to win up front. And if they don't get pressure, they're going to be in a world of hurt. Because while Kelvin Joseph um, is a nice young player and the Wright, who they, uh, who they drafted, I mean, there's still, there there's a lot of youth and a lot of uh, unknowns in that secondary. So, and I don't think they feel, should feel great about safety either. So I, I, I mean, I think this is uh, until further notice and again Quinn may be the miracle man. I mean he may come in and really get this thing playing but but I think this is going to be an offense that that uh has to put 30 to 35 points a game and that's a lot to ask of Dak and remember the old way of playing under Jason Garrett was to run Zeke a lot and and you know just long possessions, and, and really you know ball control kind of thing. And that's not the way Mike McCarthy is wired. I mean, he wants to throw the football, and his track record is not someone who's enamored with a running game. So this thought that Zeke, who looks great and is, seems to have dropped some weight and looks fast right now, I, I just don't think this head coach is wired to – to lean on that uh, on that running game, even even though I think Dak would like to lean on it more. Um, so that's going to be something to look for early in the season. How how do they balance their desire to throw the ball to three really quality wide receivers against needing to kind of ease Dak into this thing? And and I, I, I that remains to be seen.
0: Matt Mosley, longtime Cowboys insider, our guest here on Fox Sports Radio. All right, Matt, I got to put you on the spot now because this may be the biggest question I ask you all season. More concern for the Cowboys that Ezekiel Elliott can't wrap a gift, or Jerry Jones salts his McRiddles? Because I keep going back and forth on both of these.
3: Yeah, I, you know, I, uh, I think that's a, I think it's a valid question. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate you asking the tough questions yes. this evening. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's sure. why I've been gearing my whole evening toward this interview. We, we ran, ran um, the
4: gamut, Matt. Well, you knew you
0: were
3: getting yeah. the McGriddle question. I mean,
0: there's nothing on the no. McDonald's menu that needs more salt, and Jerry Jones is putting more salt on it.
3: Yeah, the McGriddle in itself, you know, I was kind of taking a peek at that thing. And, <laughs> and I, I, I'm, I'm, not a, I'm not a huge, you know, I do like certain breakfast sandwiches. I don't know if that would be one of my favorites. Although if I'm hungry enough, I'll kind of go any direction. This part of the country where I'm from, we're more Waterburger folks, so we're looking for like a biscuit, like a biscuit situation, okay. rather than the the weird waffle. What is that thing? A McGriddle? Is uh, it like a griddled bread or something? I, I don't, no, It's a waffle. It's a, yeah, it's a, with syrup
4: yeah, it's in a, it a, already. It's a, yeah,
3: it's a very very fake waffle. It's it's funny. <laughs> I do think people from a certain generation. Love. I mean, my dad is a little bit younger than Jerry, but I mean, the salt, the salt is uh, always necessary, and um, and they, and they love to salt things. It's never enough salt. So I I just kind of love that even even a billionaire sort of still goes back to where he's from and being from Arkansas and salting everything. So and I just like the fact that he was eating one of those things. I mean, it's just kind of. It's just, it's just kind of funny to watch. So I was, I'm concerned, more concerned with his diet than I am. I kind of thought that was a touching, poignant deal, Zeke, like wrapping a gift for his friend, and his friend shows up at the door. Felt a little forced. It felt almost a little bit of a setup there. But uh, yeah, I. That's about how I would wrap. I'm a big, I'm a big believer in the. Um, in those gift bags, you know, where you just put some yes. like that tissue paper in, uh-huh. and and that that's kind of my answer to all that. But I, I don't I have zero interest in wrapping something. <laughs>
4: See, troubleshooter. I told you, Jason. Okay. Hey, he. Matt, Matt's the tough on question. With, with me on this. Just cover it up with some some paper in the that's bag. A lot of tape, Done. Man.
0: That was a lot of tape, though. That Zeke used. I mean, that's, I mean
4: that was so much tape. <laughs> <laughs> so much on it. And then,
3: and then Dax shows up at the door. <laughs> <laughs> uh. I mean
0: it, Matt. I put this out there last night. All right, here's you. Here's a topic for your next Doomsday podcast. If you repackaged Hard Knocks. As a sitcom, okay, and Dak and Zeke are roommates, and Jerry Jones is like the rich guy who lives upstairs in the penthouse, and he's played by Creed from The Office. I mean, that's a huge winner right there. That's a huge winning show, right? There. It's a winning combination.
3: Yeah, I, I mean, I, I don't know, I don't know, I, I, uh, Jerry lifting. I mean it's a I've been out with Jerry kind of late in the evenings and, and I, I don't know i his, his style is so different I mean I'm not saying we like he picked me up or something I'm just sure. saying I've run into him at places and I just don't I don't know I'm having a hard time Cre i mean that's an interesting casting choice sure but um yeah yeah okay. Yeah, I like I mean I can I can get on board with that. Like mm-hmm. some kind of sit sitcom with Jerry eating his McGriddles and <laughs> and the kids downstairs doing making gifts and everything. Oh, I'm yeah. worried about the I'm worried about all the foul language. I mean oh, you guys yeah. know how yeah. How Baptist, I am. This is there's a lot of expletives, and we're uh, this is the Bible Belt down here. We're very concerned to have this cussed quarterback. I'm a little, I'm a little perturbed about this.
4: Well, Charlie Blank around making an appearance there, too. <laughs> <laughs> First episode of Hard Knock.
3: That's basically, I, I thought he was talking about me, Charlie F. Around, I thought, I thought that was a reference to me. <laughs>
0: You can follow him on Twitter at Matt Mosley. That is at Matt Mosley. Coast the Doomsday Podcast columnist, Press Box DFW. Uh, Matt, as always, buddy, appreciated. Appreciate your time, my friend. And now you give me some things to think about. You being out late with Jerry Jones. Now that 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 that's like the like episode three of the sitcom. <laughs> <laughs>
4: All right. Good You're night. the best, man. Good See night from Dallas. You See it. you, Matt. <laughs> That was one of those. But you got his mind racing and he had a story in his head. He had one interaction right there that immediately came to mind. (laughs) That
0: was one of those the stories I could tell, but I really can't tell them right now. I'm saving that for my book. (laughs) For the Doomsday <laughs> Podcast book, that's what's going to come out right there. That's awesome. I'll go get the Mosley kid. He'll go. He'll he'll write about it, but he'll write what I want him to write. That's how I seen the almost famous movie. They made the kid write what they wanted the other guys to write about. It worked out okay. Come on, Mosley, get in the limo. We're going out. We're gonna go get some McGriddles and go party. That's what's going to happen.
3: Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon
2: weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific.
1: Terms and conditions apply.
0: The Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon. And this story comes to us today. And I feel, and TJ, I felt like it was a Christmas present because it was about Christmas. Uh, now you kind of know why Jason Kidd, who has succeeded when he's been a head coach in the past, kind of jumps from team to team after a couple of years. Giannis has a biography coming out. Giannis Antetokounmpo just won the NBA title. He's got his biography coming out. And what hit the media today... Was a story that he has in the book about what happened when Jason Kidd was their coach after they lost a game on Christmas Eve. Right now, this is back when the Bucks were still. Look, Giannis was there early in his career, and, and look, and he's someone who has defended Jason Kidd in the past when you know Jason Kidd got fired. You know he liked Jason Kidd. And, hey, look, Jason Kidd, uh, you got to say, the, his stops he has had, he's taken bad teams and turned them into pretty decent teams, and then he winds up having to go someplace else. Um, this is why you can call Jason Kidd the well-traveled Jason Kidd and why I really can't wait to see him and Lucas in the sideline. According to the book, after they got thumped on a loss on Christmas Eve, he asked the players if they deserved to be off on Christmas. They were like well wait a minute wait a minute uh, uh, I don't know it's, it's Christmas we should be able to uh, 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 go somewhere we have flights going somewhere on Christmas Eve they lost, they lost sorry they lost the 23rd and Jason Kidd was like what do where do you think about practicing on the 24th?" He asked a couple of players, including Zaza Pachulia, hey, do you think we deserve to be off after how we played tonight on the 23rd? And, of course, you know, Zaza and a couple other players said, well, yeah, I think we need to improve. So Jason Kidd scheduled a three-hour practice On Christmas Eve, players had to change their flights and their Christmas plans to be able to go someplace to go to what was a three-hour conditioning practice. According to the book, it consisted of all kinds of drills. They had to work out in the weight room and in the pool. Uh, Pachulia said that everybody was so tired, nobody thought about Christmas and didn't have any energy left to open their gifts. Uh, Jason Kidd also made the players run like a college team uh, during this, and he called former Bucks player Larry Sanders a piece of blank and a terrible player. Hey, now, you don't say that about Larry Sanders. Uh, so th- now you know why Jason Kidd um, uh, winds up doing things, and he's a successful coach for a little while, and then he leaves. Uh, you know, look, I get that there's being tough on a team. Right, I understand that. I understand you want to be tough, you want to throw things down there. But then there's also doing stuff that's just going to make you lose a team for good, and this is one of those things. Right, there's a way to get your point across without saying, "Okay, now the team is just going to revolt against me." Cuz you never have as much power that you think you do as a head coach. Cuz if you're a coach that's won the uh, won the NBA championship, well, you know what? These players have won the NBA championship too. Uh, if you haven't won the NBA, cha- then you haven't won the NBA championship. Coaches always think they have more cachet than they do, and this is one of those moments where if I'm a player on the team he loses me forever after that it's like dude we've just had a tough run we lost a game and you're gonna make us come in and practice on Christmas Eve and we have to change our plans and all these things that's kind of crappy to do and and it makes me feel like you're not really rooting for our success I I get that you're you you're upset with us, but now it's like you're mad at us and you want to punish us rather than get better, so now we're in, we're conditioning. There's certain ways to go when you can do that and there's certain ways to lose a team. This is one of those lose the team things.
4: Yeah, I, I don't I don't know what the uh the end game is there for you other than all right, now they hate what, I'm the common enemy? Right? You watch Ted Lasso Oh, why why you acting like that? So they all, yeah, so they all gang up on you, and that guy's not the enemy anymore. Sorry, spoiler <laughs> alert. It's an age-old trope, and if that's what Jason Kidd was trying to do, all right, at least I get the fire in the belly, and now they're communicating, and they're they're fired up and ready to go, and and I'm the enemy. I guess the, that that's gonna work for how long over the course of an 82-game regular season? Mm, not so long <laughs> so you know while it could be a short-term win right to refocus if there were a couple of days off in some mutant playoff schedule i guess you could refocus and say hey you know here's what we need to do but christmas season's just starting man you got a long slog with guys after that that's not a hey we need to you know ratchet everything up and and use our duct tape and and tape like a a Zeke Elliott present to try to get through the final couple weeks of a season I mean you're just getting to know each other at that point any of the (laughs) roster changes you've made right I mean how many times is the argument hey let's start on Christmas day I mean that's really your starting point and, and you're already doing that and Look, I, I'm not one to uh, shy away from some of the old methods of of training, conditioning, and other. But you, you've got to recognize time, place, down, and distance, as it were. And doing that to someone's quick Christmas getaway probably not the the most. Uh, most accessible way uh, of uh, getting getting guys to rally together mm. for a long haul together. You know, short term there's going to be a dark board with your face on it, and, and maybe <laughs> there's a few few laughs. But yeah, you're not winning a locker room long term. And maybe maybe Jason Kidd. I don't know. I don't know his coaching philosophy, right? Does he see things as a hey, I want to be a, a lifer in a spot like Popovich, or you know, to go NFL a Tomlin a Belichick or whatever? Or does he recognize that the natural churn and burn and perhaps his personality steeped on top of it would be the uh, idea that I got a three to four year window to make something happen. So whatever the methods are, they don't have to like me. They just need to play.
0: Listen, Luca, you do what I say. Hey, listen, Jason. I've fired coaches and GMs bigger than you. <laughs> you wanna make me do something? You challenge me, you roll the dice and take your chances. I can't wait to see Jason Kidd and Luca Doncic together. I can't wait to see this this battle of wills. I can't wait. I can't wait. I can't wait. It's gonna be so awesome.
4: It's gonna be so well, awesome. Well, I mean, some some keep arguing that Luca needs to uh do a little more conditioning. Uh-huh. Oh sure. As great hey, as, gonna- as as he is, it's uh, you know. Get get back in the gym there,
0: Luca we're gonna run on Christmas Day. oh, nope, you've been fired and then one of those one of those uh envelopes fly in like Harry Potter that says you have just been fired as head coach of the Dallas Mavericks, please take your belongings to the front door, hoping you are well Meffelda Hopkirk right it's just suddenly then he just gets taken out and he goes, uh you know.
4: You know what I would have said if I was – you like that, right? That's pretty if good because right 12, now I'm looking up Christmas traditions in Slovenia to see uh, <laughs> how big a deal it would be if, if Jason Kidd tried this. <laughs> Christmas is canceled like he's Phil Dunphy
0: from uh, uh, um, Modern, Modern, Modern family. family. Christmas is canceled. I'm canceling Christmas in Slovenia. To everybody put everything away. You know, I tried to think what I would have said if I was a player and Jason Kidd put me on the spot cuz like look Zaza Pachulia what do you expect him to say right do you think we deserve to have tomorrow off if you say yeah you look, Then suddenly, okay, you know what? We deserve You know what? You're my enemy now. You're never playing again. And I'm trading you. You're done because you're not listening to me. But if you say, no, we don't, you know, the players are going to be mad at you and and it's going to be great. You know, really, Jason Kidd puts you in an in a, in a extremely difficult spot. But you know what I would have said within a second? And this, this is why, you know, because I think pretty fast. What I would have said if Jason Kidd said, Jason Smith, do we deserve to have Christmas Eve off the way we played? I would say, coach. I don't think we're in a good spot right now. I agree with you, man. We had whatever happened tonight happen. But I think now sometimes getting away is the best. And I think if we get away for a couple of days and come back recharged and refocused, sometimes just getting away and and getting away from everything difficulties, make you look at it new. And I think if we get away for a couple of days, that'll be the right thing. And then what's he going to do? He's going to you son of a blankety blank. Yep. You just threw my logic right back in my face. And everybody else is like, yeah, yeah, we got to get, get away. Let's get away. Let's get away for a couple of days. And then I'm the hero. I'm the hero of the team. Yeah, it's like, veteran I Veteran guard I Jason Christmas Smith back.
4: was released uh, last night <laughs> after a <Very> fiery, <laughs> fiery conversation with head coach.
0: <laughs> no, I'm the hero because I brought Christmas back. I brought Christmas back to the Dallas Mavericks. I'm like, I'm like a real life Santa
4: Claus. Christmas was canceled, and I would have brought it back.
0: Nice. Look at me. Look at well, me. Well, you I'm almost burned
4: that. it down like Jack Skellington. Yeah, that's <laughs> I true. Have to well, try that's to true. figure it out and save it in the last minute. <laughs> Jason Smith, what's this? What's this? What's this? What's this? What? Oh, sorry. What, what do you got, you, kid?
0: <laughs> Twitter at How about a fresca? Mike gets swollen dome, the Jason Smith show with my best friend Mike
1: Harmon. at work.